Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could join us today. We're going to be talking about a topic that is near and dear to so many parents' hearts, and that is how to provide playthings for our kids that follow our values, whether they're our educational values, our moral values. But even now in the 21st century, we're talking about our green values. And there are so many things we'd like to provide for our children. But we want to make sure that we are putting our consumer dollars towards companies that share our values, regardless of what we're buying. Today's topic for Go Green Radio is green toys. And we're going to be talking about uh, three different companies today that are doing it right uh, from their business operations to the toys that our kids are going to be playing with. They're doing it right. Our first guest is Robert Van Gobit. He is the CEO of Green Toys. Now, you can check his company out right now as you listen to Go Green Radio. Don't close this tab in your web browser. Keep listening to us on voiceamerica.com, but open a new tab in your web browser and simply go to greentoys.com. And that's Robert's company. He started it just uh just a couple years ago. We're going to hear more about that. Um, but he has got some amazing products and an amazing story as well. Welcome to Go Green Radio, Robert. Jill, thank you so much for having me. Hey, would you tell us a little bit about your background? It's pretty fascinating. And how you got into green toy making to begin with. Yeah, thanks. again, thank you for having me. So we started this company a few years ago when I had been in the toy industry for about eight years inventing toys and licensing them, licensing them to the Mattels and the larger companies of the world, and I focused on um, electronic toys. When you're a toy inventor, you're kind of always thinking about what's the next idea, what would parents want for their kids. And in the process of doing that, my wife, who is substantially smarter than I am, <laughs> one, over dinner one day just said to me, you know, you should do environmental toys. And it got me thinking about what goes into toys, how they're packaged, just kind of what we're giving to kids. And the analogy really was organic food, whereas, you know, parents wouldn't just give their kid any food. Of course, they did when we were kids, but nowadays yeah. parents really think about what they hand their kid. And we saw a trend in 2006 that that is where 
um, parents are going to go with the toys they give their kids. My background is, I mean, I came from the entertainment industry. I worked many years in marketing at Geffen Records, David Geffen's company down in L.A., and then I was a venture capitalist in Silicon Valley. So both entertainment and startups and entrepreneurship was kind of my background. And so when we put this together um, in 2006, I kind of had the background to do this, and we said, let's start a company from the ground up that makes safe, eco-friendly, and made-in-the-USA toys. And over the past four years, it has grown exponentially. We've been, our mission has been very supported all around the world. That is terrific. That's, and I love the fact that it's made in the USA. Of course, that's going to reduce you know, the transportation fuel needed uh, to get the toys from your manufacturing facility to the end users. Love that. You're employing you know, Americans. That's terrific. Let's talk about the material from which you make your toys and how it's eco-friendly and safe. What are they made of, Robert? So when we started our company, we said, let's look at toys down to the raw material. And as opposed to saying, what's a cool toy, and then searching the world and finding the cheapest place to do it out of the cheapest material, let's go backwards. And let's start from what is the greenest way to make a toy from the raw material and from manufacturing. To answer your question, all our toys are made from 100% recycled milk jugs. And these are all curbside collected. These are literally the milk jugs that people throw in their recycle bin. People think, where does this stuff go? So when you drink a gallon of milk and you throw it in your recycle bin, it goes to a sorting facility. And milk jugs specifically is a type of plastic called high-density polyethylene. It's one of the cleanest, safest plastics around. That's sorted out, and that material is repurposed for a number of things, but nobody's ever used it for toys. And the reason is, from a technical standpoint, it's very hard to work with the material. But we're in Silicon Valley, and we have the technology, so we were able to do that. So all our toys are made from 100% curbside-collected milk jugs. And that's a food-grade plastic, right? That's absolutely right. Yeah, it meets all the specs um, put out by the FDA for food contact. And that's really important because we do a good business in plate. Like our best-selling product is a tea set. We do a lot of cook sets. We do a lot of play food. And um, recycled plastic is actually ideal for that because you can put it all in the dishwasher. Every toy we make, right down to our dump trucks, you can put in the dishwasher and clean. And one other thing that's really important, which is should you ever be done with the toy? We'd like to make high-quality toys. We want them to be around for a long time. But should you ever be done with it? All our toys, you can just throw in the recycle bin. They can be 100% recycled again. Now, you talk about cradle to cradle. I mean, that is a great story. Uh, th- that's, that's a phenomenal way to close the loop. A lot of folks recycle, but what they don't realize is that if we don't buy things made out of that stuff that we recycle, well, then where's it all to go? Um, you know, there's got to be a market for the stuff that we put in our recycle bins. And I love the way you're closing the loop there. That's, that's great. Um, well, now, your toy packaging is also green. Tell our listeners what they can expect their toys to come packaged in. Well, you know, that's interesting because as you know, and, and everyone knows, when you get a product, so many consumer products are over-packaged nowadays. It's not only from an environmental standpoint, there's all kinds of plastics and twist ties that cannot be recycled. But also, it's just kind of frustrating to open, right? I mean, how many of us <laughs> have cut our fingers on those clamshells, right? Yes. So, from the beginning, we just said, let's just do plain old cardboard boxes. 
so all of our products are done in 100% corrugated. And some of our multi-part products, like a 17-piece cook set, it's really origami to be able to get it completely in a cardboard box with no twist ties, no cellophane, no plastic at all. And so, and again, the idea is when you're done with it, you just throw it in the recycle bin. Yeah, I love that. I really love that. And I saw a video on your website that shows your production line, you know, and it's just, it's kind of a snapshot of America. I mean, we're seeing people putting the toys into the packages and, you know, I mean, there's just so much diversity and, and of age and gender and everything, you know, in your company. I'm so impressed with the way that you do business, uh, just even just showing a little snapshot of your production line. That's really great. Well, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting you point that out because one of the things we worked very hard to set up is a brand new model for a supply chain. And a supply chain is a fancy word for all the factories that a company uses around the world for the raw materials and things like that. And normally what happens, in, and you know, consumers don't see this, is underneath the hood of any consumer product, the raw materials are being shipped all over the world and the finished product is being shipped all over the world. Our raw material manufacturing assembly warehousing is all completely done within California, and 90% of it is in the Bay Area. Um, I can jump in my car from my home. I can visit all our factories, our assembly, and our warehouse in an afternoon. They're literally within 10 miles of each other. And what that does is that squeezes transportation out of this thing we call the supply chain and makes it a truly green product. Obviously, also, it allows us as a company to keep all our jobs here and to keep our money back in the community. So, so just the way in produce you would say, I want to buy local, with toys we say the same thing, buy local. You know what, Robert? Uh, I live in the Bay Area, too. We're going to have to sit down for dinner uh, because my husband is actually a, a supply chain guru, and I, I want to see what happens when the two of you talk. So one of these days, we're going to have to do that. Uh, supply chain is pillow talk in my household. So you, you've got a su- sustainable supply chain going there, and I'd really love to hear more about that. Now, on your website, you mentioned that your the way that you manufacture your toys saves energy. Tell us more about that. How do you save energy in your manufacturing? Process. Well, what's interesting about manufacturing with a small number of raw materials is it's very efficient in the reuse of the raw materials. As an example, if you buy um, many types of electronic toys or things like that, there is a tremendous amount of components in there. It's a very complex product that has um, a lot of things that cannot be recycled, a lot of electronics and stuff like that. We use no electronics. We use no batteries. Our products are all plastic. Right down to our trucks have plastic axles. And what that means is in the manufacturing, because it's all recycled plastic, if there is any scrap, you can regrind the scrap and put it right in. If you have a truck that comes out and it's not perfect, they can regrind that and use that again. Metal, you can't do that. Batteries, obviously, you can't do that. Electronics, you can't do that. By, so by keeping our products very simple and keeping the number of raw materials down in our manufacturing process, we just reuse the scrap. There's very little scrap produced. Oh, I mean, you're moving towards something that environmentalists like to talk about, which is zero waste. I mean, um, that's the way to do it. That's uh, when when your quote-unquote waste product becomes something that you can use again as a raw material, whether it's in your plant or somebody else's. I mean, that's 
that's bordering on what they call the circular economy. That's very exciting stuff. Now, your products have received numerous awards. I mean, you're, you're a green operation, and that's fantastic. But your toys uh, have actually been awarded several different accolades from a variety of organizations. Tell our listeners a little bit more about that. Well, you bring up a good point, Jill, because at the end of the day, we can be as green as we want to be, and we can be as sustainable as we want to be. But if the toys aren't fun and people don't like the products, what's the sense? We always say we're a toy company first and environmental product second. Um, We have won awards from both the industry, from Parenting Magazine and a number of magazines, as well as the Green Packaging Award, which is the package industry's um, internal award for innovation in packaging, as well as a a recent design award from a number of magazines, um, Junior Magazine, which is kind of the Vogue magazine of of the UK. Um, Mm -hmm. Because our products, we like to think, are very high design, very sophisticated, and, but also, it's things that kids just like. We make dump trucks and sand bucket kits and tea sets and play food. These are the things that, that foster imaginative play, open-ended play. We don't do licensing. We don't do any characters. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's not what we do. We do simple, basic, high-quality toys. And the market's really rewarded us in both awards and in sales. I mean, business is off the charts. That's awesome. I love to hear that because, you know, part of what we, we talk about a lot on Go Green Radio is rewarding companies that are reflecting the values that we have. Many of our listeners are parents and, um, you know, we want to see companies like yours succeed. Well, we have to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk some more with Robert and Green Toys. While we're on commercial break, keep listening to us on voiceamerica.com, but maybe open a new tab in your web browser and check out greentoys.com and there you will find much, much more about Robert's company, Green Toys. Till then, we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Glad that you could join us today. If you're just joining us, our guest at the moment is Robert Von Goben. He's the CEO of Green Toys. You can check them out at greentoys.com. We've been talking about how his products, his packaging, his operations all have a very sustainable and uh, very green bent, and, and that's very exciting for a lot of parents who want to put their money where their values are. Uh, this is the kind of company that we're looking for. Robert, I'd love for you to talk about that target market of yours. You know, I talk about uh, parents today all of the time on Go Green Radio for a variety of products that we're consuming. What kind of people are you advertising to, and what do you think makes them different from other generations of parents who really didn't think about how green their children's toys were? Yeah, you know, um, the first thing to talk about is that one of the things that we do is we market to parents. We don't market to kids. So so when we go out and advertise or market our products, we go to the parent because the parent is the one who's making the decisions for very small kids and probably should be in a lot of those ones as opposed to trying to entice the kid with a commercial and have them go go to the parents. And a lot of parents nowadays are smarter and smarter about not just toys, but consumer products. Most parents are now looking at consumer products like they look at food. They want to know what's in it, where does it come from, how is it manufactured, and that's a real shift from even 10 years ago when you would buy this anonymous yellow plastic thing and give it to your kid, and you don't know what it's made out of, and you don't know where it comes from, but it's fun and let the kid play with it. What we hear parents have, parents... uh, you never underestimate how intelligent consumers are. We have parents that email us all the time about numbers of plastic. Is your plastic number two or number five? Does it have these chemicals we're concerned about, BPA and phthalates and things like that? So what we market to consumers in a very educated way, making the assumption that they're not dumb, that they're smart. And we think that is the way to move forward in marketing just about any product, but green products in specific. I agree with you. I mean, obviously, that's my, you know, that's my target audience as well. And in fact, you know, when I started the Go Green initiative back in 2002, um, when I 
envisioned my target audience, I was thinking of, of moms, you know, and of course, a lot of dads and uh, folks of, of all ages and genders got involved, but my initial base audience was more specifically PTA moms, moms that are involved in their local schools and moms who, you know, volunteer and, and not all of them were stay-at-home moms. A lot of them were working moms, highly educated, and they wanted to know that the schools that where they dropped their children off each day were healthy, safe, clean environments that reflected their values of environmental stewardship and taught their children through role modeling to do the same. And it sounds like we share a very a common respect for uh, parents today that as our as our target audience. You know, I I spend a lot of time you know working uh, with my colleagues via social media and there is a virtual army and I mean army huge of mommy bloggers out in the social media space what if any impact are they having on your sales Robert um, the quote-unquote mommy bloggers um, and as a subset of the entire social media space is enormously important and influential to our business um, nowadays, the, social, the blogging um, uh, phenomenon, but also the social media space, is the way people, people convey information about what they care about, care about in a positive and a negative way. We have a tremendous network of relationships with bloggers, as well as on our Facebook site and, our, and Twitter and email and things like that, not because it's the cool thing to do, but really it's the way people share information about what they're passionate about. We've been very, very fortunate in having people that are very supportive of our mission and what we do. We think of it as a mission, not really just a company. And people have been very supportive of that. And the, the blogs, the bloggers, um, quote-unquote mommy bloggers, but also social media in general, has been something we've really tapped into and it's really been instrumental in driving our business. Well, and I think it's it's really important, and it sounds like, I mean, you're a Silicon Valley guy. I think you totally get this. I mean, there are a lot of companies who are looking at social media as, you know, the, the cool, trendy thing, but it, it's very basic. This is just the way people communicate, and, um, you know, you've got to be in that space, particularly with a company like yours that has a great social message. Um, you know, social media is going to be really, really important to to companies like yours. Now, we, we talked a little bit about this in the last segment, but I want to explore this a little bit more. You know, your toys are made from food grade recycled plastic. You're working to reduce your carbon footprint. You're making toys in the USA. How do you know they're fun to play with? I mean, you meet the expectation of parents, but what kind of research do you do to make sure that if you put this dump truck or tea set in front of a child, they dig it? You know, how do we know they're fun? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question because, again, like we talked about before, first and foremost, your products have to be fun. If they're, you know, it's kind of like organic food. If the organic food doesn't taste good, it's not going to sell well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we do a couple of things. I mean, there is, of course, getting feedback from parents. We, when we get prototypes, we get parents and we get kids in a room and we just put it in their hands. I mean, um, focus groups with children are interesting because you don't have to say a word. You can literally <laughs> take a product put it in their hand, and see what happens. The other thing that we really do, which is different than a lot of the toy industry, a lot of the toy industry is very focused on 
creating new what's called play patterns, the way kids play. So to be able to create a new game for a kid will play in a new way. And I was in that industry for a very long time. You're creating new games, creating new play patterns. At Green Toys, we don't do that because we think you can only sell people one thing at a time. And the proposition to a consumer has to be simple. So what we do is we say, we know kids play with dump trucks. We know kids play tea sets. We know that kids play. So we take existing play patterns. We don't invent new play patterns. But in that way, we sell people already what we know that kids like to play with. We just sell them a better alternative. The example I always use is a company called Toms of Maine that uses that makes natural healthcare products. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Many of your listeners are familiar with it. And so what they did is they came out with toothpaste. They didn't teach you a new way to clean your teeth. They basically said you still put paste on a brush and you scrub your teeth. We're just going to give you a more holistic way and a more natural way to do that. That has been really one of our models from day one. And so that's how we figure out what is going to be a good toy to sell to parents. Well, and I mean, I have three children. I can't even tell you, you know, how much time they've spent playing with exactly the same kinds of toys. In fact, uh, you know, I, my kids are a little bit older now, but when we go to the beach, they still want to take their sand toys, you know, the, the one, same ones we've had, you know, for years and years. And so uh, I think your, your product line, the, you know, they're classic. They're kind of the, the vintage, everybody's going to love them in every generation kind of toys. Now, I'm very interested because, of course, I live in the same area of the, the country that you do. Your manufacturing is happening in California, and everybody knows that's one of the toughest states to do business in for a number of reasons, uh, particularly when you're talking about manufacturing. Why did you choose California? You could have done this operation anywhere. You could have gotten milk jugs from the curbside anywhere. Why did you choose California? Well, a couple of reasons. First off, the constant presence of us being on site is very, very important for quality and for environmental um, credentials. We, you know, I'm at the factory a couple of times a week. It's a half-hour drive from my house. Um, the problem that the toy industry and a lot of consumer products get into is that when the supply chain gets so long, you have subcontractor on top of subcontractor providing these paints and things like that. Halfway across the world, a lot of the lead paint we got into was a problem that the companies that was the supply chain was so long they couldn't get to that person supplying the paints. That's one reason the constant on-site presence. The second is when when you're looking at a safe, environmentally friendly toy. When we say that our factories are in California, our factories are under some of the most stringent worker safety and environmental laws in the world. I mean, there this is there is not a question of how a factory operates in the Bay Area. I mean, you talk about in the United States, in <laughs> California, in the Bay Area. I mean, the, the regulations that these people are under are very stringent. Now, we pay a little extra for that, but to us, it's completely worth it to know that we have those regulations on our factories. Just out of pure curiosity, I mean, um, there, there's got to be some folks in politics and, and in the business community in California looking to you to say, Robert, help us bring more manufacturing. You know, how can we create a template of what you're doing to bring more jobs like this and more businesses like this to California? Have you seen much of that? Yes, absolutely. We've had a lot of people come to us and say, you're building a new supply chain, how to do that. How, how do we do that, and can we get some tips from you? But one thing that we're looking to do, and this is really important now that our market has gone global, 
is our vision is to pick up what we're doing in California and move it to other places. As we sell around the world, our long to, right now, out of necessity, you have to manufacture in California and ship to Europe or ship to someplace like that. But ultimately, we would pick up what we do and we would move it someplace else. And we call it reverse globalization. Most companies find one spot that's the cheapest spot in the whole world. They make it and they ship products all over the world. We want to do the opposite. We want to manufacture in local communities from locally sourced recycled material. And so instead of manufacturing in one place, you take the manufacturing close to the consumer. That's our long-term vision. Wow. That's really exciting, Robert. You know, in this global economy that we're dealing with right now, I mean, I know you started your company before the recession, your sales are good. How has the recession affected your business? And, and I mean, what do you see once we kind of emerge from this recession? You know, it's surprising because um, this is actually the third company I've started in my entrepreneurial career during recessions. And at some point, all you have to do is put your head down, do your work, and do the best you can do. And external factors, you have to be aware of them, but you can't let them sway it. I mean, we started our company in 2008 with our own money. We started with 200000 of our of the founder's money, myself and my partner, Lori Hyman, who we went to business school together at USC 15 years ago. And so we started this with our own money. We've never taken a dime of investment. We've been profitable since day one, and we're a very small, very lean company. And at some point, you just have to focus on really great products and watch your cash. And so we have been very fortunate through the recession, and we and our business, i got to tell you, since we started for in 2008, we're now in our fourth year, we've been growing 80% year over year while the rest of the toy industry is growing at 2%. So wow. um, you just, I think the, 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 so the answer to your question is you just stick to your knitting, keep your heads down, keep your heads yep. down, make great products and do what's in your heart and the market will reward you. Well, and, and you are an inspiration, Robert. I mean, uh, what you've got going here is, is a model for so many reasons. I mean, it's a model for consumers who want a green standard for the toys they give their children. But uh, much more than that, you're a role model for uh, business students and uh, those out there who have an entrepreneurial, you know, yearning. Uh, you're showing us how to do it. and You're doing it in one of the hardest places possible, which is in California. I really, my, my hat is off to you. Before we uh, go to commercial break, Robert, tell us where our listeners can find your toys. Where can they go buy them? Well, um, so green toys are available in over 2,000 retail locations across the U.S., almost every little toy store, uh, mom-and-pop toy store. Um, we're also in almost every Whole Foods. We're in Pottery Barn. We're in Barnes & Noble. The easiest way to find where to buy us is to go to greentoys.com. There's a big old button that says where to buy. You can either buy it online at Amazon or a number of other retailers, or there's a store locator. You can just type in your zip code, and it'll come up with a store near you. But we have thousands of retail locations across that. And now we're exporting U.S.-made toys to over 35 countries. Oh, congratulations. Well, Robert, it was great having you on Go Green Radio. Folks, don't go away. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, there's more Go Green Radio right after this. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could join us. I'd like to give a special shout out to all my tweets. You guys follow us regularly every week, and I'm so grateful that you do. If you're just joining us, our topic today is green toys. We're talking to the CEOs of three different toy companies um, who make eco-friendly toys and also have eco-friendly business practices as well. I'm very impressed. Uh, this segment we have Sarah Chase. She is the um, the president of Hosung NY, maker of Mayim and my natural eco plush toys and accessories for infants and toddlers so cute i can't even tell you you've got to get out on her website and check out these toys um they are adorable don't close this tab in your web browser open up a new tab in your web browser and go to www.miyim.com that's myim.com and check out her toy line as we talk sarah welcome to go green radio thanks for having me joe well, I can only say that I wish I had a bunch of these toys when my kids were little. They are just so adorable. You have a, a toy you. line and a, an infant collection. Um, I love the line that's uh, got organic cotton. Uh, talk to us about your choice there with that collection. Sure. 
Uh, actually, our company has a bit of a personal background story. Um, could I tell you briefly. Yeah, this please do. This is a do. family-run business. My parents actually found the toy company 35 years ago, <laughs> not to wow. date uh, myself, but... Um, and about uh, a few years ago, actually back in 2003, is when my mother was diagnosed with uh, liver cancer. And it sort of revolutionized, you know, her personal choices in terms of um, things that she eats and um, things that she wears and what we do and how we care for our environment and um, our well-being in general. And my father, being a toy maker for years and years and years, he started to think about um, offering alternative option that's healthier for children um, instead of just making regular toys. So that's sort of the genesis of uh, our, you know, uh, brand Mayim. And mm-hmm. uh, you asked about the choice of cotton, organic cotton. I'm not sure if people are aware, but actually the one-third of world's pesticides are used in cotton crops alone. And I believe number one is coffee. And these chemicals are absorbed into not only cotton, but into air, soil, and water. So these um, harmful toxins are pretty deadly. And, you know, there's really no way of actually gauge how much impact that has into our environment for, from my family's standpoint. Um, my mother, who is in great health right now, she is doing fabulous. Oh, um, as a non-meat eater, her lifestyle has been very healthy. We couldn't really figure out why she, she was uh, unfortunately diagnosed with cancer other than the, you know, environmental impact that, you know, just mm-hmm. the, just, it, it, ha- it happened, you know, by, by just living in this um, environment. So that was sort of the um, genesis of why we chose to use organic cotton to create our toys and infant accessory collection. Well, and what's great about that, Sarah, is that not only are you creating a product that's, you know, I mean, let's face it, kids put toys in their mouth, you know, right. so you, you're using organic cotton, so it's good for them. But if more toy manufacturers or you know manufacturers in general were to choose organic cotton and the the, the demand for that went up right. well then there would be fewer cotton farmers using these pesticides because there just wouldn't be as much demand for it so you're kind of a role model both in the you know the supply side but also in the demand side that's very exciting um interesting thing about this supply and demand is that if there is more demand out there, organic cotton price is quite high right now, but it will become more affordable as more farmers are, you know, um, there's demand out there for consumers to purchase organic cotton products, then there'll be more organic, you know, farmers. So Mm -hmm. it's sort of, uh, you know, a a full circle. Um, So in in making our toys with organic cotton, we're partaking in that. But unfortunately, right now, I would say the pricing isn't like what you find in Walmart or Target um, or mm-hmm. what have you. It, it is a little bit more premium. But with that said, I think there has been a trend of um, people looking for alternatives, and that's, that has been helping on our um, supply and demand side as well. 
You know what, Sarah? I have great hope that exactly what you need to have happen, which is you know, demand go up for these products, is going to happen. I mean, even when you look at what happened with recycled content paper back in the 90s, right. when it first came around, the price is sky high. And a lot of right. folks said, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. But more and more people bit the bullet. They, you know, they went ahead and they, you know, were true to their values and they purchased recycled content paper. And as supply went up for that, or as demand went up for that, now we see that virgin content paper and recycled content paper are, you know, they're on par price-wise right, right. and quality-wise. Right. So I think that's going to happen. Now, your toy company really follows some very rigorous product safety standards, and I am so impressed with that. Tell us more about your, your product safety standards. Sure. We actually did our first launch, product launch in Europe, and um, European customers that we've dealt with, they have taught us a lot. So back in 2005 and 2006, where we just got into Whole Foods and, you know, it was just a marginal business in the, um, in the toy industry. And in, in Europe, they were already asking us about all kinds of um, compliance and safety standards that they would like to see our brand carry. And we were just really fortunate to have a few years in the front and where we were able to work with them and go through not only just a standard requirement, including it could be a color bleed um, or pool test or small parts or choking hazard, and et cetera. Those are pretty standard for infant um, toys and accessories, but we were able to work with textile industry experts where we um, learned that OECO Text 100 is a very prestigious uh, fabric testing standard where we apply for that and we were, we're now certified by that um, uh, standard as well. And to take a step further, we took, we took the organic, certified organic fabric and we have been certified by OECO Text by the textile industry. And um, we went to another level of making sure that finished product, when it's stuffed and sewn in and um, put it into the packaging, that it would be certified as non-toxic. And um, that has given us a peace of mind as we make these claims that they are healthier options. We just want to make sure that the documentation is there for traceability, and that really builds um, credibility with consumer. And this category, we have found that it is all about trust. And to gain trust, we needed to make sure that no details were overlooked. Well, and, and it's so true what you say, Sarah. I mean, people like to patronize companies that they know they like and they trust. Right. And, you know, you've got this perfect profile for that. I think that parents who check out your website, I'm going to throw it out again. It's www.miyimmyim.com. I think they're going to instantly feel like, oh, this is not only an adorable toy, but it's it's a company that I really want to see succeed because they're setting the kind of standards um, that that I would hope all companies would. I mean, you really, uh, you, I'm so impressed by your sense of accountability to your end users. I think that's really, really impressive. You also use uh, bamboo fabric to produce toys, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, we actually have another. A brand called Simply Fido, and it's um, toys for dogs. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it, it is sort of the uh, notion that 
every pet owner really treats their uh, pet like they're a family member. Mm-hmm. And dogs are like babies that never grow up. You could have a dog <laughs> for five or ten years and they don't go to college. They're always putting things into their mouth and the way they explore the world is through, you know, picking things up with their mouth. So having a organic line that is also durable. So that's where the bamboo uh, fabric content comes in play for us is that um, cotton, we do have a organic cotton pet toys, but uh, bamboo in its natural fiber, it's more durable. So we use the bamboo fiber to make a plush fabric um, and design the bamboo collection for do- for dogs. And they're um, saliva resistant and um, bamboo naturally is antibacterial. So all those benefits um, that are good for, again, offering healthier alternative for your loved ones being a pet. Um, I think that that was a sort of the concept that we came, we brought to shelves. And right now it has been a very popular um, reaction for the bamboo line. Oh, that's great. Well, I uh, we've got to take a quick commercial break, but Sarah, I just I love what you're doing, and uh, I'm glad that you were on Go Green Radio. I really want folks to get out there. The Dr. Seuss and Jane Goodall collections that you have are adorable. I wish your lovey blankets would have been around when my kids were baby. They are they they are so precious. Um, you can find out where to purchase Sarah's toys on her website. Yep. Um, there she has several, but if you go to myyem.com, you're going to find it. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us on Go Green Radio. Folks, don't go away. There's more right after this commercial break. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Healing occurs from the inside out. To awaken and activate the body's healing mechanisms, your emotions and thought patterns must be addressed and aligned with your truth. These concepts are discussed in detail on The Light Within, Awakening the Inner Healer, with host Joan Jacobs. We'll introduce you to a new way to interpret and address your body's language of symptoms and how to turn disease into a platform of profound personal growth. Tune in to The Light Within, live every Saturday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Go inside the world of PR with PR Insider, hosted by public relations expert Maureen Kettis. Maureen will speak to the world's highest profile PR pros from the fields of marketing, advertising, and sales. And PR Insider will feature renowned members of the media as special guests. 
Maureen will give you a VIP access pass, including tips and tricks to take your business to the next level. PR Insider with Maureen Kettis, sponsored by Cision, us.cision.com. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. If you are just joining us, we have a great topic today. It's perfect for springtime. We're thinking about uh, flowers blooming, kids playing outside, and we are talking with the CEOs of three different toy manufacturing companies who have got it going on when it comes to going green. This segment, we're talking to Barbara Ames, president of Play. You can check out her website by opening a new tab in your web browser while you listen to us here on voiceamerica.com. It's www.imagiplay.com. Imagine Play. Barbara, I am so excited to have you on Go Green Radio. I love what you're doing. Welcome. Hi, Jill. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Well, you know, sometimes I feel like we're leaving our listeners out because the talks that we have in between segments are sometimes really fun. And you were telling me about something you've got going on that's really fresh, really new, and uh, I want you to share that with our listeners. Tell us more about that. Well, Jill, you know, the the category of Echo Toys is is brand new, and really not any of the big, big players have gotten into it yet, so most of the companies that are producing uh, earth-conscious toys are very small. Um, and with that, um, va- with those values, I think also comes new business values so that companies are now starting, instead of just uh, being very competitive with each other, we're starting to cooperate with each other because we all believe in what we're doing and bringing these fabulous, uh, low-impact, healthy toys to children. So um, to that end, Imagiplay has recently for, the, uh, for this month, the uh, Earth Day month, we are uh, working with seven other manufacturers of wonderful, earth-friendly, organic kids products, and we're hosting a contest called Green Our Earth Contest 2011. And uh, what we're doing is inviting people to write in or send pictures of what they're doing to green our earth. And all eight of our the manufacturers have um, allocated a hundred dollars each worth of earth friendly of their products um, to be awarded to eight winners. So eight people will have a chance to win a hundred dollars worth of these wonderful products. And uh, we're able to share customers and share word of each other's products with each other. So if your listeners want to participate, they can go to greenhourearth2011.com to register for the contest. Now, there's a hyphen between each word, so green-hour-earth-2011. 
1-800-273-2011, or they can look up our Facebook page, Green Our Earth Contest 2011. That's so cool. I love that collaborative model that you've got going on there, partnering with other companies. I think that's terrific. Now, Barbara, you've been in business for over a decade, and that was before it was cool to go green. Talk about what motivated you to create a toy line that's eco-friendly before it was kind of mainstream to even talk about that kind of stuff. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. I sort of fell into the toy business. I uh, uh, came across a toy line. It was a business um, that was about to uh, go go just become defunct, frankly. And uh, this gentleman here in Colorado was making cardboard building bricks. Um, maybe your listeners are familiar with these. It's a product that's been around forever. Um, and they are really early childhood educators consider these probably one of the best um, toys for uh, young children. And uh, he was just about to get out of the business and do something else, and this product was going to disappear from the market. And uh, when I saw how how valuable these were for young children, I said, oh, my God, I can't let that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first time I had ever really, frankly, thought about running a toy business. So I sort of had to back up with that decision and think, wow, okay, so I'm thinking of becoming a manufacturer. And the the severity of that decision or the responsibility really struck me hard when I realized, you know, manufacturers of products are on the front line. They probably have one of the most, uh, the highest impact of how of our material usage or our impact on the earth because we're the ones that are taking a thought or an idea and turning it into a product. So it's, I saw that as a huge responsibility, and I said, well, you know, if I am going to manufacture anything, um, I need to make sure that it is in accordance with my personal values in that it has the lowest impact on the earth and all the people and creatures upon the earth. So well, I, uh, tell us about some of the materials that you use for your toys, because I think that once parents understand the materials that you use for your toys, they're going to feel really good about them. Right. So every, so, so we've kept that philosophy of scrutinizing every material, the whole, um, that we use as well as the whole movement of goods and scrutinized every pro- every single process we we call it from seed to shelf to make sure that it has minimal impact on the earth and you know what we've learned Jill it's very interesting but generally speaking things that are good for the earth are also good for children and vice versa that's right. And if something has uh, 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 is you know very has a, a high impact on Earth. There's usually some kind of health consequences for the for somebody who's going to put that product in their mouth as well. That's right. So it's it's very interesting that way. Um, so anyway, so right now with our wooden toys, we use rubber wood. Rubber wood is a really neat wood. It's actually grown on plantations um, for the rubber it produces, which is, uh, I'm sorry, for the sap it produces, which is used to make natural rubber. And the trees produce this sap for about 25 years. It's grown like a crop, just like any other crop. But instead of a one-year harvest, it's a 25-year harvest. And uh, after the uh, trees stop producing the sap, they um, harvest them and plant new ones. And we then recycle or use the wood to make our toys. That's wonderful. Now, you know, besides being a very green company, your toys are highly educational. Talk to us about the ways that children benefit intellectually from playing with your toys. 
Well, it's interesting, Jill. I have always been a huge advocate of of promoting or inspiring imaginations. In fact, uh, I I believe strongly uh, in my uh, my whole life in uh, something that Albert Einstein said, which is imagination is more important than knowledge. And you know, in our schools and everything, we're we're going more towards the knowledge side and really coming away from the imagination side and. Um, I'm trying to put it back with our toys. So we take great pains to design our toys with minimal detail. We just want this toy to to incite or inspire a child's imagination. And then the child in their own minds will fill in all the details and start problem solving and uh, improve logic and the whole flow. Um, and that really starts with uh, preschool. I love it. That's a that's a great philosophy, and I think a lot of parents today um, are are totally in alignment with your thinking on on the toy design. We're about to uh, finish up the show today, but I'd love for you to tell our listeners where they can go to buy Imagiplay products and purchase your toys. Wonderful, thank you. They can go to our website, which is imagiplay dot com. That's I M A. G-I-P-L-A-Y dot com, like imagination and play. Wonderful. Barbara, thank you so much for what you're doing for children and the environment. Thank you for being on Go Green Radio. Folks, thanks for tuning in. We're going to be back same time, same place next week, so don't go away too long. You can listen to this replayed on the Green Living Channel for Voice America on Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon on the East Coast. So have a great week, folks, and go green. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.